Hello and welcome to the Legalized Vaping Podcast. Uh, I'm Emilio Garcia. I'm joined by Brian Marlowe, who heads the campaign. And we're talking to Peter from Everest Vape. I think a lot of people, especially here in, uh, in Sydney, New South Wales, will know about Everest Vape. But for those who don't, do you want to tell us a little bit about your business? Uh, sure can, mate. We are a vape shop located in Western Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we pretty much cover the area down that way. Um, spread the word uh, that vaping is safe and that vaping mm-hmm. can help you quit. Um, and yeah, mate, just uh, trying to get as many smokers into the store as possible, to be honest. Yeah, so, so, so you're based out in Western Sydney. Um, you know, when you look at, like, the demographics of smokers, they tend to be working-class people uh, when you actually then overlay, and this is, this is getting a bit nerd tier here, but when you overlay, like, uh, maps of, like, uh, cancer hotspots, it always correlates with where there's higher smoking rates, naturally, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, that sort of lands out in Western Sydney and a lot of the more working-class areas. Do, do, you, do you find, uh, you know, with the customer base that comes in through your shop, um, can, you, can you sort of tell us a bit about their backgrounds? Uh, I know that with a lot of shops, you know, you've got people that have been smoking for 20, 30 years, have tried quitting through other methods, uh, and then they come through vaping either by accident or because someone's put them onto it. True, yes. Um, well, I mean, at the start, 80% of our business was tradies, truck drivers, mm. couriers. Uh, you know, the, the working class, I was uh, in construction myself for over 15 years, but as of late, um, we're, we're getting in all walks of life. Um, you know, oldies, um, tradies, uh, everyone, mate, which is good, you know. It, it seems like a lot more, not just a certain demographic, it looks like a lot right. more people uh, are noticing that the, the, the benefits of vaping mm-hmm. and they want to come and learn about it. Yeah, that's great. And um, obviously here at the uh, at uh, Legalized Vaping, we, we want to get this into the hands of as many uh, smokers as possible. But it's hard because it's, it's really heavily regulated in Australia, as I'm sure anyone who either vapes or sell vapes will be able to tell you. So one of the questions that I had for you is just how has it been for you trying to navigate all of these regulations that... Uh, that Australia has in place. So, like, how have you adapted your business to be able to work in this regulatory environment? Uh, mate, high blood pressure and <laughs> that's just how stressful it is. Um, mm. It costs money. It takes time. It's it's forever changing. You, you need to stay on your toes. Um, I mean, we have a good relationship with our with our health guy. He's just doing his job, but mm. it's just such a grey area. No one knows exactly what's happening, how we're going to govern it. And it's, it's different state to state. And, mate, there is differences um, district to district. I mean, right. we've gone through through all sorts of things to to uh, keep the – how can I put it? To, to, to keep the marketing side of vaping for our customers that come in store. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've had to jump through so many hoops, mate, to, so they have the best experience in store. Let's say that. Right. And so can you give us like some kind of, of example? Because you say that it's ever changing. Like, do, do you have any examples just in your back pocket of something that was a certain way at one point and then you have to kind of just change on a dime to adapt? Um, labeling on, on, on certain e-liquids, mm. all of a sudden uh, the policy came in. We can't have those labels um, at that given time. Um, 
they did pop out to our store. We, we lost a fair bit of stock. Um, mm. uh, things used to be able to be on display. That changed. They have to be hidden mm. under tobacco law, which is fine. Right. Uh, to, to, to navigate that, we had to do a bit of construction in a new store and build false doors on buzzers so under-18s couldn't see you or anything. Right. Uh, yeah. Mate, it's, it's, you just got to keep reading. you just got to keep following. Otherwise, you, you, you will get caught out as a vendor. Well, and that's where you get caught out because you were talking about sort of those grey areas. Uh, you know, my local vape shop, uh, which is Jay at House of Vape, he... Uh, for instance, he, he, you know, his company name is House of Vape, and then he had another sign that said Vape Shop. So then his health department uh, inspector came past and said, "Oh, you can't use the word vape twice on the signage because then it might be enticing to people." Uh, and it's kind of like when you look at the actual law, there's nothing about that. It's a, a lot of it seems to be down to the interpretation of whatever inspector's coming through the door on the day, uh, which is a really sort of you know shitty regulatory framework to be in. Mm. Um, do do you, for, for, for you, uh, obviously, you know, legalizing nicotine vaping, that's the ultimate goal. But with your day-to-day management, like what are some of the things government could do right now that would help your business run more smoothly so you don't have to deal with that grey area bullshit? Um, uh, a, a, a definite, a definitive um, legislation for advertising, promoting, Mm. Um, signage that will that would be Australia Australia wide, not just per district. Um, mm-hmm. And nicotine, mate, nicotine. I mean, so many people are deterred by the process they have to go through to to, to get nicotine. And when when people decide to quit, uh, they decide to quit, and they want to do it there and then. And mm-hmm. you can see in their eyes how deterred they are by the process they have to go to go through right now to to use nicotine in a vape. Do, do, do you get customers that come in, they want to get a starter kit so they, you know, they're clearly cl- trying to quit smoking, uh, they're, they're really eager and they want to get started and then you say, yep, yeah, no worries, but to get your nicotine is going to take, you know, call it three, four days realistically um, and you need to get it online, you need to get it from a company that you don't really know uh, and go through that process. Do you get people that just go, oh, too hard and then just, you know, leave it at that? Absolutely. Definitely, Brian. I think one in, I mean, rough figures, I'd say one in six probably do that. They turn around and go, okay, I'll come back. And you just don't see them again, mate. Um, And, you know, (laughs) they're still smoking. They're still spending 40 bucks a pack. Um, And, yeah, it it kills you. It it does kill you because they they could just be doing it such a better way, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and this is the thing that I don't think regulators really understand is that they're creating this barrier to entry. and they're going, oh, well, but people can buy these products if they want to. They just get them online. It's like, well, if, you know, close, if, if what, one in six. So if close to 20% of them uh, are walking in and going, oh, it's too hard. Well, that's a lot of people that could be giving up smoking that aren't. Uh, and oh. it's, it's frustrating to say. And then on, on, on the other hand, yeah, you have the naysayers. I still have people who, who do come in store. They're not quite sure. They want to know more about it. Um, and they've heard bad things. They've heard oh, it's worse for you than smoke. It's where it causes yeah. mm. popcorn lung causes this, causes that. And you try and explain to them um, that that's that's not the case. It's it's false media. So right. And on that on that false media point, I mean, we all remember kind of the 
the vaping hysteria that happened a few months back where basically the media just reported that because some people were consuming some illegal products in the states that had negative health ramifications that then basically all of vaping was incredibly dangerous obviously something just completely baseless uh but i can imagine that having the media cycle the way it was would have affected your ability to sell uh those vapes so so what was the impact for you when all that media hysteria was happening that was about 40 percent drop in business it was not just me i think a lot of vendors uh, a lot of the other guys i talked to as well we all got affected by that uh, especially the outlet the outlets the media outlets in australia that promoted the news coming from the states mm. um with no research no facts no nothing they just jumped on the states bandwagon and it did affect a lot of small businesses um and I mean, small business in Australia is is sixty percent of business, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and they um, didn't correct the record, right? right. So, so <clears throat> at least in America, I mean, I remember when this was happening back in August. Uh, our organisation and Athra were both saying, "Yeah, we've looked at this. It's it it looks like it's probably THC products, but specifically street bought THC products that have been cut up with you know uh, different oils and whatnot." Um, and at that time, I remember there was like that. There was a current affair piece, and then oh, they had yeah. a doctor who was, it turned out to be like a foot doctor, not even a, like <laughs> yeah. a you know, a, yeah. not not even like a medical doctor that would right. be a GP. Yes, uh, saying that, oh, well, I'd like to see what they're basing this on, and it's like a month later, yeah. confirmed by like the CDC, so the Center for Disease Control. Yeah, it was THE oils and whatnot. Mm. But then that record got corrected in America. So then the media went out and was like, oh, CDC says it was mm-hmm. because of X, Y, and Z. So you kind of had the pendulum swing the other way with vaping back over in the States. But here, journalists basically got to say, vaping kills uh, and it's worse for you than smoking and it's killed a bunch of people in America. And then that was it. And when we tried to then correct the record and say, no, that's wrong and here's everything that says why you're wrong, it was, okay, cool, thanks. Or rather like, eh, that's not a very sexy story. Yeah, yeah, oh, we'll we'll just leave it. Yeah, (laughs) admitting we were wrong, why would we do that? Uh, And the only report we joke about it now, but the but the but the you know end result is that business owners got screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mate. and the, the only I did follow that closely, and the only recourse I seen from them statements was from LVA, Legalised Vaping Australia. Um, but let, let's be honest, I mean a lot of other outlets have a lot more reach, so mm-hmm. they're giving people the wrong information, mate. And uh, to, to backtrack to the foot doctor letting us know about vaping, I mean, that's like letting a dentist paint your house. You're not going to get a good job and you're not going to get the right information, are you? you know? Yeah, so, well, it's exactly. It's like, oh, you know, I've I, I got a problem with my gearbox, so I'm going to head down and see the dentist. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to all the yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the sad part of it is obviously that uh, this is affecting, it's not just the ability of, of small businesses to make an honest living, which is obviously a tragedy, but it's also the ability of, of smokers to quit a product that is likely to kill them if they don't quit. And so, I mean, I, I was just going to ask you kind of a personal question, which is like, just in your daily life, when you tell people what you do, which is like, hey, like I have a, I have a vape shop. Uh, do you ever get some like raised eyebrows? Like, why would you do something so terrible to humanity? Do you get the? Do you get the? Oh, you're just a big tobacco ploy. <laughs> Everyone is, is 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 part of the conspiracy. Exactly. <laughs> oh, like, like I've had, um, you know, family, 
part part side of the family. It's, like, it's worse for you like smoking. I have strangers um, tell me it's worse for me. Um, I don't push them. If it's mm. a, it's up to them what they want to believe. But but I do remind them. Everyone has. You might have a sister or in laws, mother, father, grandfather, who just can't quite quit. And <laughs> and, and I let them know vaping can save their life. Um, so I think the the, the naysayers. They've got their opinion, but they need to remember that. I mean, if they've got a brother or the, or whatnot that quits, um, that smokes and, and, and just can't quite quit. I mean, vaping can do that for them. And I think people need to realise that. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that sort of goes to a broader point, which is, um, you know, sure, within the vaping community, legalised vaping's relatively well known. Uh, and... You know, we appreciate all the support that we get from all the vapors around Australia and all the vape vendors that help our campaign. Uh, but our next stage is trying to talk to you know, there's there's let's say three or four hundred thousand vapors in Australia. There's two point eight million smokers, and most smokers I talk to, uh, they're always quitting. Every <laughs> every smoker you ever talk to, they're quitting. Are they going to quit? Uh, and you know, they're just they're just dealing with some stuff at the moment. But next week, they're going to start quitting. <laughs> Next week, uh-huh. it's, it's going to have always one of them, Brian. Always one of them. Oh, yeah, mate, mate, I'm like that with dieting. You know, <laughs> next week, I'm going to stop eating fucking burgers. Um, but it's, it's one of these things where, like, the next stage for our campaign is trying to communicate to those people. Uh, and, you know, one of the things with the, we're going to start pushing out to the vaping community is you guys vape, and that's great. Guarantee you know someone who's a friend of yours who smokes. Can you help us uh, get the information in front of them so that mm-hmm. they can make the right choice? Now, maybe vaping is not for them. There are people that genuinely vaping just doesn't work, uh, but they should at least consider it as opposed to just going, oh, no, nah, it's worse for you than smoking. Or it's, <laughs> which is just a falsehood. Yeah, which is just false. Which I think with, with smokers, um, I mean, I think we all know they'll use any excuse to, to fall off the bandwagon and start smoking. Mm-hmm. So as soon as a media outlet says something even slightly negative about vaping, Mm-hmm. That's just a point for them to go. Okay, no, nah, it's bad for me. I'm going to go buy a pack of Winfield, and and, and that's it, mate. That, that's all it takes. Um, which makes it really, really hard to, to, to try and get them off the cigarettes because they're getting all these false information. Yeah, and they get, but also they can go and get the pack of Winnies at Coles mm-hmm. or at a, or, or at a, you know Servo, um, mm-hmm. or, or basically on every corner store. Uh, so again, that comes back to the barrier of entry that we're talking about. So. Maybe they go, oh, you know, I'm going to go back to cigarettes. But then if at a later point, let's say they've chucked their vape away and they want to get back on the bandwagon, well, then there's that barrier to entry all over again. Uh, and that's what we need to try and cut through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think we're going to we're gonna leave it there. Uh, Peter, thank you really a lot for taking the time to, to speak to us and to let us know a little bit more about your business and uh, how we can better help uh, vape shop owners like yourself. To, um, to have a, a prosperous business. So I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brian, also for being here. And to everyone listening, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Support Local Wise Agreed. Thanks, mate.